Hi, welcome to Just Common Sense. My name's Brian Harrison, and I've got Jerry on the line again tonight. Everybody, let's hear about Jerry. Yes, everybody's applauding for Jerry. Yes. Yay. All right, Jerry. Everybody likes you being on the line. So, that being said, we are going to talk about a very important subject, and I do want to say this. For those of you who don't like anything too graphic, I would say tonight we might be talking about somewhat graphic stuff. I just want to go into it a little bit. Um, We're going to be talking about human trafficking. And we're going to be talking also about The Sound of Freedom, the movie that came out. It took five years to get out. We'll talk about why. So, that being said, Jerry, what would you think about the movie? Yeah, I was very impressed with the movie i'd already seen many interviews with tim ballard the guy the movie was about and right uh i i kind of knew somewhat what the story was i tried not to read too much because i didn't want to ruin the whole movie for myself but i thought the the movie was a great production uh i know that they said they did it fairly inexpensively but it did not come across as a budget movie it i mean if, if I had not known that it was, you know, a true story, I would have just gone and said, wow, that was a really good movie. Right. And so I enjoyed the movie. But I, I got to tell you, I walked out of there with, you know, mixed feelings. Um, you know, I, I walked out of there, you know, with seeing what's going on with, you know, you know, a good feeling of hope for, you know, the what these guys are doing. But, I, you know, the, the subject matter itself, I walked out kind of angry at what's going on. Right. I did, too, and I actually, there were some points I choked up in the movie, too, just seeing what happened, knowing what happened. And, you know, you got to realize that that movie, when they show it, I'm sure a lot, a lot was taken out what could have been in that movie. Um, Well, no, that was one of the interviews. He said that uh, they purposely didn't show anything because the, the whole point was not to further exploit, you know, what's happened to these children. But, you know, they right. But that's why they would show the the faces of the people looking at the screens. And, you know, you would see the emotion on their face because of what they were seeing. And they said that was the better way to approach it than to actually show this stuff. Right. And that's something that I that's why I brought that up. I've already spoken to quite a few people about the movie, which is kind of weird. Some of the people which were on the left, by the way, said, it really wasn't graphic enough. It wasn't like a movie. And I'm like, it wasn't supposed to be. It was based on a true story. And would you want to see that graphic? All right, we're going to talk about that. I want you guys to know, okay, it's estimated, I'm going to read this out. It's estimated that between 15,000 to 100, I'm sorry, let me repeat that, 15,000 to 50,000 women and children are forced into sexual slavery in the United States every year. Every year. And that's just in the United States. And, you know, I want to talk about something with this slavery. You know, you got BLM, all them out there, acting like it's a big deal. They weren't even involved in that, what happened many years ago. It was tragic, but it's been, God, it's been over 100 years, right? It's ridiculous, and they want money, they want all this. No, let's talk about what's really going on out there with these children and women that are getting forced into slavery across the world. And you know what? It is a big, big business, and the Taliban is a big part of it. There's gangs part of it. 
Um, that's why they talk about the borders being open. I mean, that's one issue. I mean, they're forced to take fentanyl and drugs and all kinds of stuff to keep them drugged up to do this. It is disgusting and sick. It really is. And why isn't, and I already know why, why isn't our regime, I call them up there, doing anything about it? Why aren't they talking about this movie? Why did Disney, by the way, sit on this movie for approximately almost five years? Jerry, your thoughts? Well, you know, there's a whole lot to unpack there in what you just said. A lot. You know, one of the reasons that nothing is really being done about that is because, you know, and and again, you know, I've seen some evidence to support what I'm saying, but I can't really say, okay, for sure that I know it. I've seen documents, but. One of the things is a lot of your high-level political donors have been involved in, you know, some sort of sex trafficking as far as maybe going to, you know, the island with uh, Epstein on his private plane and, you know, going to Epstein's ranch. And, and you know, I, I use Epstein as the example, but let me tell you right. something. He's not the only rich guy no. that has weird fetishes that involve children and drugs. And so, yeah, we know about Epstein, but a lot of these wealthy donors – would be implicated and so the democrat party is hiding this and it's disgusting and you know i mean i i just you know when it comes to that if you think about uh that girlfriend of epstein's jelaine maxwell yeah when she got convicted uh, a year or two ago before she went to prison how in the world did they not compel her to tell who all was involved you know i mean they, they've hidden that that little black book that she had with all the names and everything because right. there's too many wealthy and powerful people that are involved in that. And that's one of the reasons why this is not, you know, being dug into further. And I'm so, you know, excited that this movie was done because, you know, it does expose it. Right. And as far as what you said, the five years of them hiding it. You know, I I grew up in Florida like you did, and I was involved with a lot of people that wound up going to work for Disney in some capacity. And the entertainment side of Disney is a pretty wild and hedonistic society. And there's just a lot of sexual impropriety. And I'd be willing to bet that a lot of those people are doing some fairly unsavory things. And, you know, so, you know, here's Disney. They don't want the left to be exposed in a negative way because they support the left. Right. And, you know, so, but the, the movie was actually filmed, I think by 20th century Fox and then Disney right. bought 20th century Fox. And they hid that, that movie because, you know, Disney's just anything that's conservative is bad. So they don't want it out there. And, right. And that's a, a shame. And this movie, you know, but, but I will tell you the other thing too, a lot of things have a silver lining. So, you know, yeah, Disney sat on this movie after it was filmed because now, now, for those that don't know what Brian's talking about, Disney didn't just, you know, keep this from being put out for five years. This movie was already filmed, edited, yep. and ready to go, and Disney sat on it for five years. It wasn't like they kept it from being filmed. It was already a done deal, and they just wouldn't release it. And the reason I say there might be a silver lining to that is right now our border is the worst it's ever been. And so human trafficking is is at an all-time high. And so for this movie to come out now, when that's going on, might be more impactful than if it came out five years ago. Yeah, 
That's a good point. Very good point. So I want to talk a little bit about Epstein because I mentioned something the other day. I said, you know, Clint was in all involved in all that with Epstein. He went to, what, was it the island or the ranch or something? Both. Uh, right. And Trump, by the way, as soon as I told somebody, well, Trump did it too. No, he actually didn't. He didn't go to any of those places. Matter of fact, Trump didn't even like the guy. Um, hung out with him for a little bit, I guess because everybody else was, but no, he wasn't a fan. And my understanding is every time he was with the guy, his wife was involved and everything else there, Trump's wife. So any thoughts on that, Jerry? You know any more about that? Well, yeah. Um, when this whole Epstein case, you know, broke out and went public, a lot of people, you know, brought up the fact that Trump had, you know, oh, he knew Epstein. And so Trump came straight out and said, yeah, I knew him. I met him. And about 15 years ago, I basically told him I wanted nothing to do with him uh, because he knew some of the bad stuff that Epstein was doing. He didn't know the, the child trafficking right. and all that, but sure. he, he knew that Epstein was bad news. And so he basically wrote off Epstein. He's never been to Epstein Island. He's never been on Epstein's private plane. Did they know each other? Yes. Did they talk? Yes. Were they best buds that hung out? No. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and, you know, that that's the thing. I, I got to tell you, you know, Trump can be abrasive. Trump can be difficult. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one thing is the the guy, when it comes to things like drugs, alcohol, no. you know, children, things like that, he is uh, a highly moral person. Right. And, you know, we all have our failings and we all have our faults and, you know, with Donald Trump included. But, you know, I got to tell you something, uh, you know, we got the groper in chief now, you know, the one that gropes little girls yep. and sniffs their hair and you know, assaulted one of his, uh, sexually assaulted one of his staffers in the Capitol building when he was a senator, um, you know, and it's like nobody's looking into that. And then here's yeah. Trump who refused to be involved yep. with a guy, you know. And so I, I just, I don't know, man, Ep Epstein's as dirty as they come. And, you know, I know that the debate is, did he kill himself or did, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody else don't, don't know. But, you know, one thing I will tell you about Epstein is that it's, you know, it's tragic that he is not able to tell everybody, you know, all the stuff that he did. Because I, I mean, I'm not a fan of plea deals where right. people walk away with no consequences. But if he could have given up some of the people he could have given up, uh, I would have been OK with him getting a reduced sentence. Yep, I know. You know, if you think about it, they were talking about this in the movie. Weren't they saying that you take slavery from the past, not just blacks, many other, I guess, you know, when you go into the Hebrews, all the Hebrews and everybody else, there is more slavery for this kind of, um, for this sexual slavery stuff going across the world when you take all of them together, more, yeah. far more than what was done. Oh, history. yeah, the, the, the people that are enslaved today yes. Yes. are far more than at any other time in history. Correct, and so, that's what they were talking you know, about, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and part of that is because it, it's actually a little bit easier to hide, really, when you think about it, because, you know, like, for example, I'll give you a great example. When I lived right. in Japan, um, one of the guys that worked for me went to one of the, uh, the bars out in town 
And so, you know, he went into the bar and there was these girls that would work in the bar and, you know, some of them were just hostesses and some of them were dancers and strippers and things like that. And he was trying to tell me that he wanted to help this one girl escape. And I'm like, dude, you're in a foreign country. Don't go getting yourself involved in, you know, stuff like this. And so, uh, you know, basically he had talked to her and found out that what these people did was they would go. She was from the Philippines Mm -hmm. and these people came to her village in the Philippines and told her dad, you know, you know, hey, we'll give you, you know, a thousand dollars and, you know, up front and then your daughter's going to come over to Japan and they would make up some job that she would have like, you know, some nice job. Right. Right. You know, they didn't tell them, hey, we're going to take her and have her work in a bar, you know. So anyways, they would give the family a thousand dollars and say, hey, you know, as soon as she works off her thousand dollars, then she'll start sending more money home and, you know, and everything like that. Well, then they put them in these bars. Well, this particular bar in the town, you know, right outside our base, these girls lived upstairs from the bar. Right. Okay, there was an apartment upstairs. The staircase up to the bar was uh, enclosed with fencing. These girls never left. Once they were there, they would come downstairs and work in the bar, and they had big security guys at the door so they couldn't leave. And they would go upstairs, and that's where they lived, and come downstairs and work, and they never left the place. When they took them into the country, they uh, took their passports away. So even if they got wow. out of the bar, that now they're in a foreign country with no passport. Right. And so that was something I didn't realize it back then because we're talking what thirty some odd years ago. Right. I did. I didn't even think about that being modern slavery. Right. I was like, wow, that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, that's terrible. That's bad. I look back on that now, and it's like, holy cow, you know. Yeah. That, that was, you know, trafficking, human trafficking, slavery. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that was just that one bar. And if you think about all of Japan, you know, that was just down in Okinawa. If you think of all of Japan, you know, how many of those people are over there from foreign countries that have been brought in because you're going to have some bars where the guys like, you know, Filipino women, yeah. some bars where the guys like American women and some bars. where yeah. So, you know, you think just in Okinawa, there was hundreds and hundreds of these women. So all over Japan, it's got to be probably thousands, maybe tens of thousands. And then the U.S. is far larger than Japan. And. You know, but think about that right out in the open. They just they worked in the bar downstairs and they lived upstairs and nobody questioned it. Right. You know, and you talk about Vietnam. You saw everybody's seen movies of Vietnam over the years and things like that and all the all the stuff that went on there. And I mean, the same thing was happening there and it still is. I mean, it still is. A lot of that's going on there. Now, let's talk about Mexico. Oh, Thailand, Mexico, uh, Vietnam. Mexico, yeah. Rio de Janeiro, right. you know, I mean, there's there's so many places around the world, and it's it's probably in every big city and, and even some small cities. Right. I mean, in Mexico, I mean, it's bad. You go down there, I mean, uh, my understanding, I've only been to Mexico once. I've been to the border town, but that was about it with some friends and left, and that was it, actually, many years ago I was a kid. But um, otherwise, um, I hear that goes on big time down there. Obviously, the cartels down there, <laughs> with the borders open, we've talked about that. But, I mean, you got to understand, I want you guys to think about this. This actually is something that, okay, so let's just say you're a mother. Um, not you, Jerry. Um, <laughs> some people might think yeah, that, oh, that's now okay. That when I'm called a mother. Yeah, I know. Now it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's okay to be a mother and do all that stuff now when you're a man. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, that's true, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's another story. We already talked about that, but I mean, 
let's just say this, you're a mother. I want you guys to really think about that, even on the left, because I want to say it this way. Yes, it's a political talk show. However, I want a lot of people to think about this on the right and the left. All of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you're, say you're in a mall, and you're going, oh, my God, where's my child? Where's my child? Freaking out. And all of a sudden, you can't find your child. Gone. Now, that will wake you up. And that's reality. And you know what a lot of you are sitting here saying? You're saying, oh, that's never going to happen to me. But if it does, then what the hell are you going to be saying? Well, look how easily it yeah. happened in the movie. And the, yeah. and I, I hate to use the term in the movie because it was a true no. story. Right. And, you know, so, I mean, when you look how easily it happened, I mean, that girl just, you know, came to the house and, you know, told the parents, hey, you know. Uh, or Spoiler dad, alert, you know, by hey, the way. You're, you're, Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your girl's talented. Yeah. And I'd like to take her to an audition. And then she took the boy and the girl to the audition. And that's where they snagged them. And, and it's that simple. Brian. When I lived in uh, Naples, Florida, we had a Sam's Club that got built right near where I lived. And I remember reading, because it's back in the day when we used to get the newspaper every day. And I remember reading in the paper that there was somebody that tried to snatch a child from the Sam's Club. Now, I don't know if it was human trafficking or, or right. you know just somebody that wanted to right. steal a child. Never know. They were putting the warning out. They said that this person walked by while this lady was in the aisle, took her child out of the cart, went into the bathroom, and in the bathroom, they already had a, a like a backpack with them. Right. They were in the bathroom, had already changed the child's clothes, and were in the process of dyeing the child's hair in the bathroom. Oh, my God. In Sam's Club. Okay. And this all happened within like 10 minutes. Wow. And, you know, they finally, they caught the person, thank goodness. And it's like, but they said, yeah, this happens all the time. You know, that's one of the, the ways that they do it, that they bring a, like a little backpack in or a, a you know, uh, overnight bag or something like that and just, you know, make it look like they're shopping. And they have, you know, because they know they're looking for a child of a certain age. So they bring clothes of a certain size and they have a change of clothes and, you know, hair dye and they'll dye their hair right there in the bathroom and put a change of clothes on them right. all within a few minutes. And then they, you know, drug the kid. And, you know, so the kid's not crying and screaming when they take him out. And it's like, and so within 10, 15 minutes, your kid could look completely different and they could walk right by you with your own kid and you wouldn't even know it. And, you know, I mean, and that happened in the Sam's Club right by my house. And I still remember that. And back then I was shocked. I was like, wow, and I didn't have kids then. I thought that would be horrible. And, you know, now that I have kids, my kids are adults now, but you know, now that I have kids, I, I just, I don't even know what that feeling would be like. You know, I mean, I, I know how bad I, you know, or like that, that sickening feeling you get in your stomach, like, you know, I've lost my wallet before. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that can't, that pales in comparison to what a parent, you know, that feeling that they must get when they realize their child is gone. And yeah, the actor that played the father in the movie, I, I think he did such a spectacular job of, of yeah. you know, the uh, showing the emotion of when his children were gone, you know, and I, I just, I, I couldn't even imagine that. I, I really, you know, I would like to say, wow, I, I know how that would feel, but I just couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I had a friend recently. He lost his daughter on the beach. Um, 
I guess she went running down. This was a couple years back. Went for running down the beach or something got lost, and he was literally freaking out. He was really freaking out over this. And of course, you know, he's but but he found he, he her, had, right. He found her. He had all kinds oh, of thoughts. Okay. I'm sure he had that thought. I'm sure he had a thought. Hey, it's the ocean. You drown. Things like that. So he was really freaking out over this. Um, the funny thing is now when he uh, goes to the beach, he puts an air tag on her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Which and and the thing is that that 10, 15, 20 minutes that she's missing was probably horrifying. It was. And he talks about it to this day and I mean I couldn't imagine what he went through and it's it's terrible. And but, then he got her back but then you think about yeah. and, and one of the things like you know going back to the movie, you know, one of the things that just shocked me was the absolute you know indifference to humanity by the people that took those children and the way they treated them right and and i've watched a lot of interviews with this guy tim ballard and also with jim cavezel that played tim ballard in the movie yeah and apparently that that was very close to how things really happened mm-hmm. and so it you know it wasn't really embellished for the hollywood factor right and that's just evil people yeah. i mean there's no other way to describe that there they're evil people that would treat kids like that. And I just, these were little kids. And I mean, first off, what kind of human being could take a child from their parent like that? But second off, what kind of sick piece of garbage sexually abuses a child of that age? Because Brian, if you remember in the movie, because I know for those of you who don't know, Brian and I went to the movie together with our our families. Um, But, um, you know, what kind of sick person could do that to a child? Right. And I, that's just one of the things that is really difficult for me to understand. I mean, it's it's hard to to understand what's going on because you feel bad for the kids and it makes you angry and everything like that. But just what could draw you to that? What what how sick do you have to be to do that? Yeah. I yeah, I was thinking that the whole time and just the stuff they were going through. And I can't, I really don't want to talk about the movie in detail because a lot of you guys may go see it and I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but love to talk about a lot of it. And right by the now. way, I highly recommend the movie for anybody yeah. that hasn't seen it, no matter what you hear from us, no matter what you hear, you know, on other interviews or anything like that, I still highly recommend seeing it. Yeah. And don't, it is laid out like a movie. It's not laid out quite like a documentary, but although right. it is, as it was good because it was softened in many ways, but then you know what was going on for the adults. You you know, but yep. I mean, obviously, not going to take your children to see that anyway. It'd be crazy, but um, you know, I want to talk about one thing that I saw a lot on social media sites. I saw a lot of people going, "Well, I'm trying to get tickets. They said the tickets are free. There are free tickets. Why am I not able to get a free ticket? Oh, bite this. You know what, guys? Who cares about a free ticket? Go see the movie, pay for it, help support these people that actually made this movie to help people out there wake up and see this. Forget your free ticket. Just go because yeah, the proceeds are going to help stop human trafficking. Exactly. Wake up and try, quit trying to get everything free. Sound like a damn liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Must be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, and the, the thing is, for a lot of people that don't realize that the guy the movie was about, Tim Ballard, was actually a federal agent that 
was working with, uh, you know, human trafficking and, and child pornography rings and things like that, like trying to stop yeah. them. And he, you know, had a decision point in his life where uh, he could either stay a federal agent yeah. and, uh, you know, continue to stop this or he could actually go because all they were doing as federal agents was they were arresting the perpetrators, but they weren't really saving any children. And so. And he realized that that was his calling. And so he has founded a nonprofit that rescues children. And, uh, you know, he's rescued thousands and thousands of children by this time. And yeah. so, uh, you know, part of the proceeds of the movie are going to go to, you know, rescue some of these children. And he's rescued kids. Uh, this movie only dealt with children out of one country. Yep. But at the time that uh, they wrote the movie, he was actually at the time of this uh, incident that they wrote the movie about, he was working two operations, one in one country and one in another, but they wow. only had time in the movie to focus on one. So yep. there were actually two operations going on at the same time that he was involved in, but they said we couldn't really do a full story on both in the time that we had for this movie. So they only focused on the one country, but yeah, and it's all over the world. Like you said, Brian. right. And you know, I want to say something about this. I'm not going to say exactly in everything in the movie, but I do want to say that when you go see the movie, there's a big part in the movie that he gave a lot up a lot. Oh yeah. To do what he did. And he took a risky move to do what he did here, but he did it because it was his calling and yep. his wife supported him. And I'll tell you what, Look what it's turned out to do now. You got a movie. You got people being saved out there. I mean, fantastic. Fantastic. And I'm very pleased to see this stuff going on. But again, not enough. Not enough. Just, you know, you got a couple people out there doing this. Everybody needs to step in, stand up against this, go to our government, go to everybody, start calling your senators, congressmen, women, and go after them and say, Look, you need to stand up for this. We need to talk about this stuff. We don't need to talk about BLM. We don't need to talk about this pride stuff. We need to stand up for our children in this country and women as well that are being taken across, and not just in this country, across the world. I don't care. But mainly in this country right now, to stand up, stop this stuff. You know, I want to talk about something, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's, let's talk about the porn industry. I want to talk about it. Do you realize, and this is my thought, I've, I've heard some rumors about this. Tell me if I'm true. I, it may not be the U.S., but I understand in some of the porn industry out there, they have these uh, slaves, um, these people that were taken and you know forced to do porn movies and stuff. And people out there are watching that, don't even realize they're watching this stuff. Now, not all of them are children, of course, but which would be sick. But I mean, even some of them they were talking about in their twenties and stuff like that. I mean, it, it is absolutely sick. And I mean, come well, you on. Know, and, but you know, with that, too, Brian. Yeah. Here, here's one of the things that I was really not that aware of, and I think it was uh, when he was giving that interview after the movie, where he mentioned that you know, a lot of the online porn is like what you were saying is like, you might think it's just some right person. That's an exhibitionist. that's making a movie, but it, they're taught to act that way. Yeah. They want to make it look like they're just normal people out there, you know, having sex and they're exhibitionists. But a lot of them are actually, you know, in human trafficking and right. human slavery. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And, you know, that by watching stuff like that on the Internet, you're supporting human trafficking. Absolutely. And so, you know, that was one thing that was uh, I had never really looked at it that way. I I never thought about it because, you know, when you hear about people looking at online porn, you're like, okay, you know, that's that's a pretty bad thing and everything like that. And it's like, but, you know, I never really thought about the fact that, you know, the online porn, a lot of it was actually human slavery and human trafficking. I mean. Right. But then and, again, you wouldn't know that unless you heard the interview. Correct. And I mean, they're sitting there being forced to do this and acting like they're happy about it. But inside they're crying and they're scared and everything else. I mean, we're not talking about kids. Well, we're they talking know that about they'll get beaten right. or worse if they don't Absolutely. do what they're told to. Yeah. And that's this is not the kids part. We're talking about people and they were probably raised from kids. And, you know, taken as kids, raised into a 20, 25 year old. And I think after that age or something, then they're pretty much dumped. Is is that what yeah. he was saying? Yeah, I mean, well, some of them are, and this, it's like, yeah. and, the, and then a lot of them commit suicide, yeah. or, or drugs, or, or they get and, dumped, or well, like for example, you yeah. know, some of the ones in the movie, you know, they were children when they were taken, right? And so when they hit an age where they're no longer desirable by, right. their, you, you know, by the people that you know want to abuse them, right? Then they just turn them out, and yeah. when they turn them out. It's like, you know, so here's a kid that was taken when they were four or five, six, seven years old. Oh, yeah. They have no education. They have no social skills. They have no anything. And they know nothing about how to live life. So what they do is then they might go into, you know, prostitution because that's all they know. Right. And there there it is again. And And people that do that are supporting that stuff, and they're still supporting it. Exactly. Look, there's a lot going on in this world, not just the U.S. There's a lot going on in this world. We're seeing more and more and more crime. We're seeing more and more of this stuff going on. And it's becoming the norm for a lot of people to see this stuff. Because right now, you can turn on many social media sites, and what do you see? People dancing pretty much naked out there now. I do want to talk about Elon Musk. I will say this. Um you know, I thought about it, and I was posting stuff, too. I was posting stuff like uh, people getting shot, things like that, to Jerry. I was showing him, and I'm like, you know what? By sending that stuff over, I'm kind of supporting what Elon does out there. Um, I like Elon Musk. I like many things about him. I'm glad he bought brought Twitter. I'm glad he exposed what was going on with Twitter. However, Elon, if you're going to show this stuff, children can see this stuff, too, on these social media sites. Please, if you're going to show it, blur these pictures out of that stuff going on. Because Jerry brought it to my attention a while back ago, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, you got a valid point. And, you know, if you're not, you know, you can't, you can't have it out there for children to see. Or anybody. Right. It's pretty graphic, some of the stuff that's out there. And... You know, I don't support Elon Musk on that when he does that on, you know, having stuff out there. Block it, stop it. Freedom of speech is always good with respect and morals, Elon. I've said that. And I do like a lot you do. But again, this is the one thing I disagree with you on. And you need to stop it. Um, I also disagree with him. Well, a lot of times when you you don't do something like what you're talking about, like you don't blur their face out, Yeah, the, the family has to be yes. re-victimized every time that shows because, you know, if, if that family yep. comes across that, you know, on their own computer, at a friend's house, on somebody's phone. Good point. Every time they see that, they're, they're having to relive their family member 
you know, being brutalized, whether it's a murder or a sex crime or, you know, something like that. And that's why I, I personally think unless the person who was the victim has, you know, signed some sort of a release, I, I just don't think that it's right, right to do. I'm, I'm not sure what the legalities of it are, but it's it, it's morally not right to show somebody's face that's being victimized. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and just as just to see all that stuff out there is. You know, it's it's a wake up call, but it's not because kids are seeing this and are saying, "Oh, is that normal?" And then obviously hear about all the stuff. Censor it. Yeah, censor that stuff. Well, and that's one reason why we're having so many new uh, crime waves yep. of certain types because yep. it, it is in a movie or on a TV show or on a YouTube video or world star hip hop video or something like yeah. that. And they go out and they watch it, and it's so readily available that, like you said, they just think, oh, this is the new normal. This is normal, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, stuff – I mean, Brian, some of the stuff that you can watch on YouTube now, like the violence-wise oh, – God, yeah. When you and I were younger, that would be X-rated. Yes. That You would not be able to watch it. It would have an X rating on it because of the violence. Right. And now you could just log into YouTube or go on Twitter or, you know, anything like that. Actually, sometimes you can even see it on Facebook. Yeah, you can. And it's really graphic stuff out there, guys. So this has got to stop. And guys, go see the movie. We're going to make this a short podcast tonight because it's getting late too for us. But I do want to. I did want to talk about this and just bring this up because, you know, my wife saw it. She really was thinking about doing a podcast, but um, she's involved in a lot of other stuff as well. But she was really upset when she saw this movie and know, and saw what was going on, I should say, out there for all these children and women and all this trafficking and stuff. She was totally shocked, and she's like, that is disgusting. Why isn't our government doing anything about it? She was wondering that. I'm wondering that, you know, because a lot of, not all, but there's quite a bit of them involved, too. <laughs> How many pictures of Hunter Biden out there with, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because yep. when you look at some of the things that he's been doing, mm-hmm. I can't say that he's involved in any kind of human Not trafficking. Not in that, or no, like I that. won't say it. But the things that he does support it. Correct. So his use of illegal drugs supports human trafficking because the cartels, you know, work in, in different areas. And then there were pictures of him with prostitutes and, yeah. you know, on his laptop. And Which so, you know, is, I mean, again, we don't know where they came from. You know, and they could be people that, you know, were brought up in that lifestyle through human yeah. trafficking or, you know, something like that. So so even though he may not be involved in it, and, yep. I, and I will use the term may because we don't know you for don't sure know. he's not. But, right, I must say. But, you know, the fact that he may not be involved in it, right. that he supports it. And so and that that's what's got to stop is if you if you take away the, the end user, then the traffickers have nowhere to, to go. So. You know, and that was kind of where Reagan was trying to go is if we could get people in America to stop doing drugs and the drug dealers would have nothing to to make money on. And, right. You know, obviously it didn't work because human nature is if people want stuff, they'll still pay yeah. for it. But true. if we can reduce the opportunities and the need for, you know, uh, drug dealers and and, you know, uh, prostitution and, uh, you know, child trafficking and everything, if we could reduce the the market for it. Yep. Then it wouldn't be as profitable and it'll never go away completely, but at no. least it'll, you know, it will be reduced. Right. 
No, I, I I'm right there with you on it. All right, guys. Uh, uh, anything else, Jerry, for you tonight? No, I think that's it. You know, I think we did a pretty good job of staying with, you know, uh, you know, one main topic. You know, yeah. because I know sometimes we kind of, you know, get into different topics because they're connected. But you know, I mean, with the the whole human trafficking, human slavery, and and the exposure of it by that movie. I mean, folks, I got to tell you some. You need it, it was just a good movie. So even if you're never going to get you know, excited about, you know, trying to help stop this stuff. It was just a good movie. Go see it because it's a good movie. Right. And listen till the end. There's a message at the end, guys. All right. Uh, yes. Definitely. Credits, you got to yep. stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely go see it. Sound of Freedom, guys. Um, so definitely get out there. Go buy some tickets. Don't try to get them free. Go buy tickets. Support these people out there. And let's get this thing uh, rolling everywhere. Let's uh, go ahead and try to do your part to help stop this crime. All right, guys. As always, I want to thank our law enforcement for everything you guys do out there. I do want to thank our military for everything you guys do out there. I also want to thank our first responder, our farmers, and our truck drivers, which they're, well, we'll talk about that on another show. Um, There's a lot of truck driving shortages and stuff going on, I'm hearing, and maybe some strikes coming up soon, but uh, that's another story. All right, guys. uh, Just want to say this. Guys, go to my website, justthe-markcommonsense.com. Again, justthe-markcommonsense.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Definitely go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm also on Apple. I am on Twitter. I'm all over out there. So, guys, please do that. And uh, let me know what you think. Email me. And as always, God bless you. God bless America. Have a great night and take care. And thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.